When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. All right, First and Pod after Steelers and Browns on Thursday Night Football and a look ahead to week three. Appreciate everyone hanging out. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends. All right, man. You're in Pittsburgh. How you leading the show tomorrow afternoon? Well, they've got a quarterback that sucks, and they've got an offensive coordinator who sucks. Mm. So that's where we'll start. Yeah. Do Do you think it was bad enough? Yeah. I mean, it's like is is Pickett going to get? No. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, Tomlin said after the game that they're going to stick with Trubisky. So unless his owner forces a move on him, which I doubt Art Rooney's going to do and make his coach look bad for an organization that acts like when you're a coach, you're basically a Pope or a Supreme Court justice. You never get fired. You get to tell the team when you're done. Uh, no, I mean, it's it, Danny, they baby steps, infant steps, 13 points, 14 points, 17 points, offensive output in three games. Uh, it's just not in today's, in the year of our Lord, 2022, you can't score like that and win in the NFL, especially when TJ Watt isn't on your team right now because of his injury and they're 0-6 in games when Watt doesn't play. So, I mean, really, Danny, it's in a nutshell, they're playing without a franchise quarterback. They're now 0-4 without Ben in Cleveland since 0-4. He dominated them, was 23-2 and one against them all time. And they haven't won a game there without him since he played. And uh, they haven't won a game without Watt, period. So they're not a good it, team, Danny. They're going to be lucky to win nine games. Yeah, you, you know, but but it is like if Pickett's good, right? Like, And it's, it's the hope of every franchise. I know Pittsburgh fans aren't used to it because you had Big Ben for a couple of decades. But um, there's a ton of fan bases that can relate to just – hope after hope after hope, right? Like I'm, I'm in Chicago. It was Cade McNown. It was Rex Grossman. It's Mitch Trubisky. Now you hope it's Justin Fields. Like you keep talking yourself into the next one. Like if Pickett's good, it changes everything. It's like you have Claypool and Johnson and George Pickett. That, that Pickens catch man is catch of the year stuff. And they'll play that highlight for him 10 years from now. It was Yeah, and then he tried to make another one-hand catch instead of making the routine catch near the end he, of the game. Sure. I mean, for, for for the game, he's obviously not a finished product. But there's yeah. there, there are like foundational pieces there where you could see, 
a good team if they had a good quarterback. But obviously, Trubisky's an abomination. They were one of nine on third down. The gambling component of this game, 23-14, looking at a surrender punt with four minutes left, and the game ends up 29-17. That's about as bad of a loss for Steelers teaser legs and under betters as you could possibly draw up like that's got that's that yep. that's going to be on the short list for bad beats of the year um and one the- more thing on Pickett, one more thing on him sure is that their whole uh their whole patience and trying to wait on him is misfounded because you know they might cite the aaron Rodgers model or the patrick mahomes model you know these Cases where a guy sitting his rookie year, even his second year in Rogers' case, paid huge dividends. He's being blocked by Mitch Trubisky, and he's right. 24 years old. He's not like Patrick Mahomes coming from a college offense. Kenny Pickett had a pro uh, set offensive coordinator last year, a guy that used to be the Steelers quarterbacks coach. His offense in college actually looked more like a pro offense than the one the Steelers are running right now. So the justification or the rationalizations for not playing him are just completely absurd and irrational. And I'm going to continue to call Mike Tomlin out for it because when they tr- pulled, when they put their team on the field next Sunday against the Jets at home, you'll have 70,000 people there that are going to boo them from the very second the game starts, Danny. First punt, first incomplete pass. It's a horrible situation. It makes no sense for them to yeah, stick with that- Trubisky. It's just it's it's archaic thinking. The Bears did it last year with their like Andy Dalton. It was one thing for Mahomes. Like you had Andy Reid and Alex Smith was winning 11 games every year. Yep. They were they were coming off of a playoff season. You know what I mean? That 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 is a and then with Rodgers people use that you're you're arguing the the exception rather than the rule, right? It's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So it's just it's it's a completely different thing. Um all right, so last week I said the week two slate was terrible and it was one of the more entertaining Sundays that you could ever have. <laughs> I will not make a declaration pony on the quality or lack thereof of this slate, but what I will say is can you remember a tougher survivor pool week and a week where if you feel like you're going to do well picking games, you are just picking winners. Depending on what the Chargers game goes off as, we could have eight point spreads of three points or less. That is insane for how evenly matched this this card is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And obviously for the show, we go through all the games for this podcast. And I I found myself liking the underdog from a point spread standpoint in almost every game. Yeah, well, you're I mean, you're not you're not getting a ton of points, but so we'll we'll go through it. But I just I think that is a fascinating, like just 
we're going to be at 10% in survivor pools by the end of week four, which mm-hmm. is crazy because week four doesn't have any gimmies either. But so let's, let's start Packers and Bucks, maybe an NFC championship preview, obviously two teams that have Super Bowl aspirations, Brady V Rogers. There's storylines within each team, obviously. Do you think either quarterback is situated or poised here to have a big game? Uh, I don't think, I don't think Brady is at all. Um, you know, I, I just, again, I'm going to say this, even though they're two and oh, the behavioral stuff from him where now he's actually acknowledging that he's acting in a way that is uncharacteristic and had to apologize for it. It's again, it just blows my mind. And Evans isn't going to play in this game. And I don't think Rogers is going to bail out the bucks like, uh, Jameis did with three interceptions in the fourth quarter of last week's game. And, you know, Rodgers does not still have a go-to guy. Watkins was his leading receiver last week. But I just don't expect a lot from the Bucs uh, offense. I think the defense will be on the field too much. And I actually expect Rodgers to have maybe not his best statistical game, but I think people will come out of this game feeling much better about him and the Packers' chances. You know, I, I think the Packers are going to be fine. Um, but the total in this game is 41. I know. And, it's, like you know the, it's like the Steelers Browns total. <laughs> right. You know, like both these defenses are really good. Like I, the, the Packers defense did not have a good game against the Vikings in week one, but they were pretty dominant against the bears. And I know the bears stink, but like the, the Packers defense coming into the year was expected to be a top 10 borderline top five unit and Tampa came into the year probably as a top five competing for best defense in the league. So this is a defensive game. I think Tampa's defense is awesome. And as you mentioned, no Evans and Rodgers hasn't figured anything out yet in the passing game. So I'd be surprised if either quarterback was north of 250 passing yards. Like I just, I don't think either of them are, are poised here, but I do think that Tampa at home with their defense is where I'd give the small lean. I'm surprised at the line movement. It opened Tampa minus three. I thought it was going to stay there. It gave Michael off as a pick. So, and, and, and it felt like it moved off the Evans suspension, mm-hmm. but he's not worth multiple points on the point spread. So uh, I'm not saying the Packers can't win. I was, I was just surprised at the, at the line movement during the week. I know, I know the, they got the question marks on the offensive line with the injury report, but, but that, that one surprised me a bit. So if you had to pick a quarterback to throw for more than 250 yards in this game, who would it be? Um, I I guess I guess Brady, because I think the Packers formula is pretty clear of Jones and Dylan until Rodgers establishes a number one. Whereas like Brady's probably throwing 35 times. So I, I, I'd lean, I'd lean Brady, but again, I, I don't, I mean, the, the total is 40, 41 for a reason. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I do not think this is going to be a very high scoring game. Uh, Chiefs and Colts is one of the biggest point spreads on the board. Colts are getting some good injury news. Pittman expected to be back. Leonard expected to be back, but Mahomes going to keep him winless. Uh, I actually like Indianapolis here. This is one of those games that I was talking about. The underdog just is appealing to me because the wide receivers will play. 
Yeah. And even though we killed and for how we looked against Jacksonville, you know, they didn't score. He was sacked five times. They just, they looked so discombobulated. I'm not going to complete Colts until I see them lose and look bad at home. So when you're dealing with the quarterback that's played 15 years in one place, their offensive line is the highest paid line in the league. And the Chiefs pressure rate is actually terrible. I think it's 28th in the NFL out of 32 teams. So if they're not going to get there, Ryan can make plays in the pocket, just like we saw Flacco do against the Browns last week. Now that he gets his weapons back, Danny, I think it's actually a good spot for the Colts. Yeah. And a chance you know, for them are not a terrible team. I, I don't. I don't think I have it in me to bet them though. Like I, I, I wouldn't lay it, and I, but I certainly wouldn't pick the Chiefs in in a survivor pool, or or I wouldn't really be interested in teasing them down. You know, uh, across six and three, I just it it's such a stay away for me because I I really thought that the Colts in Week One should have hung thirty and won. And let's just be honest with people here: a stay away for you, it was the equivalent of people to bet against the Chiefs because yeah, you have fair. a pretty I. Your standard, like, I don't know what your standard for betting against the Chiefs is because I don't think we've ever had a it's 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 conversation it's where you've said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's not something I'm really interested in. This doing. is like Pete Rose when he didn't bet on the red. <laughs> he was telling me that's what you're doing right now. It was any okay. Do you enjoy betting against Pat Mahomes? It's terrifying. Well, it's it was pretty lucrative in the first half of last year, yeah. Okay. I, I hope you were on it. I was not. Uh, it's it's a terrifying <laughs> proposition. So I, I'm, I'm admitting, listen, man, we all have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. I have a blind spot there. Like I, I'm not betting on them. I'm not betting against them. Uh, I think the, I do think the Colts are better than they've shown, but I thought that they should have scored 30 against Houston. And then I honestly thought that they should have scored negative 10 against Jacksonville. They got their ass kicked so badly. Last yeah. week. So I have no idea what version uh, of the Colts is going to show up on this game. So the Ravens have to go to New England, Danny. Can they get over last week's devastating loss that quickly? A week later. Put it right behind yeah. them. They go to New England. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And Lamar is playing like an MVP from the pocket, you know, his passing numbers are great. And that's the huge key. And I still think that like how they lost that Miami game made so little sense with just the blatant blown coverages. And they had their cornerbacks healthy and in the game that it, it feels like the type of thing that would get corrected because they're a well-coached team. Hey, dummies! What? Maybe, maybe run with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. You know what? What are you guys doing? And I, it, it would seem to me to be the type of thing where they would say, "That's not us. That's a fluky loss, as opposed to a loss that would stick." My guess is that they are like chomping at the bit to get back out there. And I think that the Patriots' offense is just the exact opposite of Miami's. Totally yeah. incapable of big play strikes repeatedly. So I love the Ravens in this bounce back spot. Love them. Well, I think Harbaugh should get a lot of benefit of the doubt. My question is, if there are easy fixes there, why is their run game so bad through two games? 
their whole system is predicated on being able to run the ball. And other than their quarterback taking off for 79 yards against Miami, they can't run it. Well, that, I guess that's a different, I mean, but, but they, but they can score, you know what I mean? Like they, my, my, my issue with what happened against Miami was the defensive collapse. The, the offense right. wasn't the problem against Miami and you're not going to need, you're not going to need 35 to beat new England. You're going to need 24. If, if that. Yeah, so, I guess, I guess I've said before that I think Belichick basically has taken stupid pills, but most of that is about for him, the way he's coached his offense or allowed his offense to be coached. Right. And I just never think going to New England and having one hand tied behind your back is a winning strategy. So that's my concern there with them is that right now, New England has taken all week to devise a strategy that's like, all right, Lamar, if you want to run the ball on us yourself, go ahead and do it. I bet you that's what he's thinking. All right, Lamar, go ahead. Take off with your legs. Go do it. And he, he, hey, he could. He could rush for 100 yards on like 10 carries or whatever. But I want to see if he takes it. You know that's what Belichick's going to dare him to do, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're right. I just I think there's a huge talent discrepancy in this game. between. I, I think, like I've said it before, I, I think it's more likely that New England's picking in the top 10 than, than in the playoffs. I, I've seen nothing from them that would make me think that they're going to be a good team against good teams. They can play a competitive game against the Steelers that have no offensive talent because they also mm-hmm. have no offensive talent. Uh, and that's not fair. The Steelers do have offensive talent, like we talked about, but they don't, they don't have a quarterback who could utilize the offensive talent. I, I, the Patriots have no offensive talent. So I, I love the Ravens in that spot. 